0: Tycoon Tactics,
1: going live in 5, 4,
0: 3, 2, 1. You're rocking with the Bay Area's own E.T. the The trainer, trainer. Olivia Muonja. This is the Tycoon Tactics podcast. I can't make those noises. (laughs) Hello, everybody. We are
1: back. Episode 2. Welcome. Welcome back, y'all. Y'all made it. Congratulations! And if you're you didn't here, listen
0: to the last one, go listen to it.
1: Make sure y'all listen to that last one because we spent a lot of oh, we spent a lot of time on it.
0: Angel spent a lot of time editing. editing. Go listen
1: to it. Tons of time, tons. Mm-hmm. Anywho, y'all, what's going on? Shout out to you if you're on here, right? Welcome, everybody. My name is Et the Trainer.
0: I'm Olivia Muamua. Mua.
1: This is Tycoon Tactics, where we're going to give y'all the tips, the strategies, and the methods to be your industry's tycoon.
0: Ooh! I have to learn how to make those noises. We're I don't know make, how to
1: do it. Hey, we're going to go and make a whole bunch of ad lids just for this show, right? So I could just go and beep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly what they expect from this podcast. Uh, right. Hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Hopefully, we can get the Migos on here. We can make a song. Migos, I'd love to make a song with y'all. Thank you. I accept.
0: He does accept.
1: (laughs) Anyways, um, Olivia, you want to talk about what today's topic is?
0: So today, we are going to be going over the ESBI chart.
1: The ESBI cash flow quadrant. If you haven't heard of it, the cash flow quadrant, right? You can find it on uh, rich dad poor dad the book rich dad poor dad they talk about it right
0: yes by robert kiyosaki mm-hmm. it's purple go read it
1: it's a really good book he also has a book that is just on the cash flow quadrant called cash flow quadrant right e-s-b-i All right? so um what is e-s-b-i what does it stand for
0: so e-s-b-i stands for employee self-employed business owner and investor Okay. So just imagine, like a box, E S B I,
1: or it would be E S B I for all the people at home.
0: I oh think. yeah. Right. I
1: think I don't so. know. Maybe maybe E S B I. One S-B-I. of us is right. One of I don't know. <laughs> but think of a grid E S B I employee, self-employed, business owner, or an investor. Those are the four ways that you could make money here in the United States. You can either be an employee, you could be a, a self-employed or a specialist, you could be a business owner, or you could be an investor, right? Um, you wanna talk about being an employee?
0: So an employee, I think this is, so typically people on the left side of the chart, and um, that's where most people they make their money. So the employee part is really where you're just working for your money. So in order to go ahead and get paid, you have to clock in a certain amount of hours Mm -hmm. to go ahead and earn that. Okay.
1: Okay. And being an employee, you are paid not based off of how hard you smile or how hard you work. You are literally paid for the position. Mm -hmm. So if the position pays 15 bucks an hour and you come in smiling, guess what you're getting paid? 15 bucks an hour. And if the position paid 15 bucks an hour and you come in frowning and sad, guess what the position paid? 15 bucks an hour.
0: But what if I'm doing a lot of the work and my coworker is being super lazy and just putting all the work on me?
1: Right. 15 bucks an hour. We're still being paid the same.
0: Because it's not because of the efforts that you're putting out. It's really based on the position. So this position is worth X amount of dollars per hour. Right.
1: Right. Or some people they get paid based off of salary, and so that position is salaried at fifty thousand a year, hundred thousand dollars a year, right? Which some people I think is to some people they think is dope. That salary is dope, but to other people they understand a deeper level of salary, and that salary is a different spelling of slavery meaning that you can work actually more hours and only get paid that same amount yeah. with a salary.
0: Yeah, I was actually a salaried employee prior to becoming you know, an entrepreneur. And it's funny because I was a salaried employee and I would be paying um, people who, I guess, worked by the hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's funny because they always made more money than me.
1: Right, right. Because they could just clock in, you mm-hmm.
0: know. Yeah, they're able to you know, work more hours, they can sign up for overtime in my position. Oh, my gosh, it was so hard. Right. Even though it was needed and it was necessary, uh, they really didn't want to approve the overtime. Or um, most times what they did is that they would just take the work from one shift and just give it to the next shift Mm -hmm. so they don't have to actually pay out more hours. Right, right.
1: And the sad thing, too, is you you go in as a salaried employee or hourly paid employee, and you're thinking, oh, man, I'm just going to go and get as much overtime as I can. But when you get that check, there's another thing called taxes.
0: Mm-hmm. And once you, yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> being a payroll clerk, uh, we got a lot of complaints, and we had to explain to them, well, you're in a different tax bracket now because you're making, you know, whatever amount more, if you're working, I've seen employees work like 20, 30, 40 hours of overtime in one pay period. Mm-hmm. And they're wondering like, where the hell is my money? Like I worked all this time. Where is it? It's like, it went to taxes.
1: Yep. Yep. Sorry. So you get taxed more as an employee, right? Or the more money you make as an employee, the more money you pay as in taxes, right?
0: Right. Tax brackets. And-
1: and, and so, that's what the E stands for in the cash flow quadrant, which is being an employee, meaning you're paid based off of the position, not the person, all right? Um, so, the next one uh, after E is S, right? Yes, which and
0: stands for self-employed. Or? Specialist. Or specialist, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So... Um, with self-employed, I know me, I was self-employed, um, and being a personal trainer and kind of working my own hours when I separated from the gym I was working at, I became self-employed. I went from having a job to owning a job, which to some people is, is dope too. Because now I can work as many hours as I want. I'm not capped at however many hours I have. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be taxed the same anymore because I'm not a W-2 employee. But the problem with being self-employed was that, yeah, I can work as much as I want. I can make as much as I want, which is awesome. But the problem is if I don't work, my money doesn't work. If I get sick, my money gets sick. If I go on vacation.
0: So does the money.
1: The money goes on vacation. Right. And so, yeah, being self-employed is awesome. It's one of the first steps to, uh, I, I believe it's one of the first steps to achieving financial freedom is becoming self-employed and working for yourself. Right. Um, another thing from the S is being a specialist. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of specialists fall under. They might be, still be W-2 employees, but, again, they're highly paid. And so I would consider them specialists like doctors, mm-hmm. so attorneys. So people that have their own practice. Yep. Um, even, like, uh, mechanics who have their own shop. Oh, right? I didn't think about that yet. Yeah. Specialists. Right? Um, chiropractors. Specialists. Right? Again, these people, highly educated Hi, like like these are are high functioning people they work hard they're highly educated right um they're gonna get paid very much, but on the other end of it, they have to work their pay is still based off of their performance- mm-hmm. right so if they don't show up and work, they don't get paid if they go on vacation, their money goes on vacation if they get sick, their money gets sick right so their their money is still tied to some sort of effort from their part right
0: yeah and it's funny um i was just thinking about it you know the e and the s the employed and the self-employed uh, if you look at the grid you can see they're on the same side mm-hmm. um and it's funny because you can just see like the employees like yeah you know you're only capped at a certain rate per hour but then you are able to either take vacation or take sick time and you have sick pay or vacation pay. Mm-hmm. Whereas, well, self-employed, you can work as much as you want, you can set your own rates, you can, you know, d- you know, you can set your own rates so you can determine how much you're gonna get paid. Right. right. But then it's almost as if you're kind of chained yeah. to your business. Yeah. Because yeah. if you were to if you had an emergency, well now if you had a full schedule, now you gotta reschedule everybody. And now where's your reputation? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, this person, you know, I was supposed to go in for an appointment, but then they just reschedule on me right. with no notice.
1: Yep. yep. It kind of goes back to that, that one saying I heard that um, wealth is about control and freedom, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people assume that wealth is about money, right? But if you are... A high-powered CEO, or you're a highly specialized surgeon, and you can't interrupt your schedule to go and have coffee with a friend. You might be rich, but you're not wealthy because you will mm-hmm. have no control. Right? You have different no con- perspective. Yeah, absolutely different perspective.
0: That's funny to see that you know there are people that you know they make a lot of money. You mm-hmm. know they're very successful in their careers, but if you look at you know how happy they are then you, it's a very different story. Right,
1: right. A lot of their happiness ties to the fact that they're still getting paid. It, t- it gets tied to a dollar amount, would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I, I also thought about too with ESBI is when it comes to making money, um, what a lot of people used to do before was this. If they needed to make more money, and we look at ESBI, right? A lot of people, and we looked at them like buttons, E-S-B-I. And you can push whatever button you like, and you're going to get it, right? But a lot of people, when it comes to making more money, they're already pushing the employee button, and then they need to make more money. So guess what?
0: Get another job. They're
1: going to continue to push. Now they're pushing two employee buttons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right? And right? Still not enough money, so now they got to put their foot up and start pushing another employee button. So, And this is where you get find people who... I'm sure some folks have seen it where they're working two, three, four jobs and still can't make it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And that was before. Today, what I've started to see is a lot of people are still pushing the employee button, but they're getting a little smarter now, right? Because they're hitting that employee button. They know that from nine to five, I'm an employee. But now what I'm going to also do is before I go to work, I'm going I'm to go and drive for Uber, mm. And after I go to work, I'm going to drive for Lyft. And right before dinner, I'm going to go and drive for DoorDash for a couple hours. So now I'm going to push the employee button, but I'm going to also push that self-employed button too. So now I'm working too. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm starting to see that a lot of now.
0: A lot of the gig economy.
1: The gig economy, yes. Winolo, Lyft, uh, uh, Uber, DoorDash.
0: I think uh, there's Task TaskRabbit.
1: Task. Task Rabbit, right? Uh, Say that five
0: times fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, I found it. It's not Task Grab It. It's Task Rabbit.
0: Yeah, so essentially, it's like a like a. Um, you know, I not, actually don't have anything to compare it to. You just pick up different tasks and you get paid for it. <laughs> kind of
1: like
0: a kind of like what do you
1: call it? Uh, a temp agency, almost. Mm, almost, yeah. Yeah, almost like a temp agency. They have just gigs and jobs odd jobs hey we need you to fold clothes we need you to bring all these boxes to the salvation army mm-hmm. or something and we're gonna pay you 50 bucks Very for the odd day. Jobs. really odd jobs right so a lot of people are starting to do that now they have their their typical nine to five job and now they're adding on some sort of gig on top of that some sort of self-employed gig where they're again uh uh a uber driver a lyft driver they work for winolo task rabbit they're, they're doing all these little odd jobs right um some people on the other end of the self-employed thing also get professional licensing right and this is where some people go and get their real estate license and you see them you know, selling a house or two a, a year, right? Uh, some people get their insurance licenses and they do a policy or two a month, right? Uh, other people get their investment licenses, uh, especially a lot of folks who are, I've seen a lot of folks who are into ages that they're about to retire in a few years mm-hmm. and it starts to, I guess, be interesting to them and so they come in and want to get their uh, investment licenses because they know, hey, in a couple of years, I'm going to have to roll this 401k over. Mm. I might as well learn how to do it myself. Might. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of folks do that too, where they go and get different gigs, different jobs out there um, that supplement their income from their typical nine to five. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there's still another step above that. Because, right? again, we talked about being an employee. We talked about being a business – I'm sorry, a self-employed person. The next step above that would be being a business owner. Mm-hmm. Right? So you want to talk a little bit about the business owner?
0: So a business owner uh, – well, how would I say it? So I guess most entrepreneurs are probably business owners. Mm-hmm. So that just means that you know, you're no longer the employee. You are the business owner. So you get to decide – you know, when you open, you decide who you're going to hire at what rate. Uh, yeah. All Actually, right. uh, what can you explain the business portion?
1: The business portion. Yeah. Yeah. So, being a business owner, you're no longer paid. You're not paid on position. You're not paid based off of your performance, but now you're paid based off of the performance of others. Meaning, you have a team. You have employees working for you. Um, and you're being paid based off of their performance now. And that's what the difference between a business owner and self-employed, which a lot of people get mixed up with, is you can either be self-employed, meaning you work for yourself and there's no one else that works, or you could be a business owner, which means that you have people working for you, right? Um, Another thing with being a business owner is that... uh, Yeah, you get paid off of people, but you get paid based off of that system that you have people working in. Yeah. That makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We think of great entrepreneurs from the past like uh, Henry Ford, right? Henry Ford is not the best person that made a car, but he created the assembly line, to make it the most proficient way to build a car, mm-hmm. right? And that's what made Henry Ford so amazing was the fact that, again, he didn't make the car, he didn't invent the car, but he invented the assembly line for it, right? He created the system,
0: mm. and that
1: system pays him.
0: Right? Almost like the McDonald's brothers.
1: Yes, like the McDonald's brothers. Have you seen that movie? The Founder. The Founder, right? There's the, her- that-
0: the first half is great. It's all about business. second mm-hmm. half is uh- Something else. Right. But, you right. know, they, the McDonald's brothers, they created a foolproof system mm-hmm. on how to, you know, you get to the window, you place your order and in what, 15, 30 seconds right. while you're making the transaction, your food's ready. Yep. yep. And it's so easy. Yep. And I, obviously, you know, everybody now has already adopted that.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, um, that's having a system you're being paid based off of the system that you have in place, uh, in your place of business or your organization, you're being paid based off of performance of people and the system that you have in place that these people are working in, uh, on the tax side, business owners don't get taxed nearly as much as employees. I think a
0: big reason for that is because the business owner, as a business owner, you already know that you take more risks Mm -hmm. compared to the employee. Right. which is why you get all these tax breaks.
1: Mm -hmm. So what are some risks that um, are involved with becoming a business owner?
0: Well, in order to run a business, for example, let's say you wanted to open a franchise. Well, in order to open up that franchise, you're going to have to have a certain amount of money that is liquid. Mm. So this money is not what you're going to be spending on opening. It's not spent on opening costs. It's just the amount that you have to have just ready at any point. So if you needed to pull out money, this is the amount that you can pull out today. But not only that, you have to have a certain net worth. Mm-hmm. There are some requirements where you have to have a you have to make a certain amount of money every year. Right. So for example, if I wanted to open up a McDonald's, I wouldn't meet the requirements, mm-hmm. at least not yet. Just because I believe you have to have a hundred thousand dollars up front before you can actually you know break uh Break the ground. Yes, break the ground. Yeah,
1: and a lot of regular average folks don't have a hundred grand that they can kind of just play around with.
0: Most people don't have a couple thousand to play around with. Right, right.
1: And so, um, with regards to being a business or owning a business, um, yeah, they assume a lot more risk. But with assuming a lot more risk. Comes
0: more reward. More reward. Which comes with, you know, obviously being the business owner. Uh, once you have a system up and running, you don't necessarily have to be there mm-hmm. to rent on its own. Right. Uh, and as, as being a business owner with the tax laws and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, you're able to write off, you know, basically everything. Yeah. Anything that goes towards the business is a write-off Right. in the IRS eyes.
1: Right, right. Like, um, I know that I've seen, this is not typical, but I've seen um, brokers in our industry that profited in their business well over $150,000 in a year. And they were able to write off $145,000 of that and only paid taxes on Mm $5,000. And if they were a W-2 employee or even a 1099 now, they wouldn't have nearly as many options for write-offs. Oh, no. Right? And I think the biggest reason for that is that business owners understand tax rules a lot more and deeper than the average ordinary person, right? And they also understand that if they're a business with employees, they have to file under different tax codes, which most business owners will file under a corporation, whether that's a C-Corp, LLC, or S-Corp, or any other corporations that are out there. And filing as a corporation allows them to have corporate write-offs like the big corporations, because now you're not the big fish in a small pond, you're a small fish in a big ocean Mm -hmm. of people when you're playing from being self-employed 1099 or even W2 to transferring over to being a corporation and you're incorporated, you have LLC, S corp, C corp, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You play on a different bracket with taxes and you have just more options for you. And a lot of people don't know that that's available to them, right? Mm -hmm. When people talk about, I have a corporation, they imagine that they have this big building and they, they have an office at the top of the building and, you know they they have this the sign their name everything mm-hmm. right the parking spot but a real corporation is just a stack of papers in a filing cabinet that says that this is a corporation take that away i should charge for
0: this <laughs> <laughs> we're giving value for value money.
1: value right but um be business owner right Uh, that's not even the top yet, right? I think the top, the pinnacle of where most, if not all people want to be at is the last quadrant, which is I, Mm
0: -hmm. which is
1: being an investor, right? Um, And I know I'm not securities licensed, but you do have your investment license. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to you. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about being an investor.
0: Yeah, so with being an investor... um, Most people don't realize that they are investors. Um, People, if you're an investor, you probably have like a 401k, 403b. You may have, I don't know, something at the bank. You may have your own broker that you see. But it's so important to go ahead and make sure you're able to get to the I being an investor. Because at that point, that's really where you're allowing your money to work for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, think of it as E the employee. You have to put in a lot of sweat equity in order to get money. But being an investor, you take the money that you already have, maybe you have something at the bank, you just go ahead and roll that over into an investment and allow that to work for you. So you're allowing compound interest to work on your behalf.
1: Right, and that's huge. And I think a lot of um, common things, our common misconceptions about investing is that you have to have a lot of money to start.
0: Uh, No, no. A lot of people think that you have to have like thousands of dollars. Like, oh, I think most people think that they need Mm $10,000. And I know that's typical with jumbo CDs. If you go to a bank, yeah, you're going to need $10,000 for that. But you really don't have to have that much money. You can really do it as low as, you know, if you're looking at a monthly basis, you can do it as low as $25. Some companies are are able to do that. Uh, Yeah, so if you're looking just to start, there are companies that allow you to start on a monthly basis. So if you have like $1,000 laying around that you don't know what to do with, go ahead and do some research. Go ahead and find someone that's licensed. Okay, I know that there's a lot of people out there that say that they invest in the market, but they don't have a license. So you guys wanna make sure that, go on brokercheck.com, make sure they have their license, they know what they're talking about. But you don't have to have tons of money. Now we would like you to get into the habit of saving first. Okay, so if I'm saving like $100 a month, at the end of the year I've saved, what, $1,200. Mm-hmm. And you just allow that to compound. Okay, so it's really not about you know, how much money you have to put in the market, it's really time in the market. So it's best to go ahead and get started early with what you consider a small amount rather than wait however many years before you're able to save like a thousand, ten thousand dollars to start right. investing.
1: Right. So most people that think that it's expensive to invest, um, that it's hard to invest, really they're kind of operating off of, I guess, fear or old thinking or.
0: I think it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. I think that if, you know, for me, I always relied on my parents. Okay. Like, oh, hey, you know, like when I was working at the airline, I got the papers for my 401k. I'm like, oh, dad, like, which one do I choose? And the all you told me was, well, you have to do research first. And I didn't know <laughs> what that meant. Mm-hmm. You know, what is research? Right. Like, all I know is that there is a bunch of letters here that I don't understand. Yeah. So as long as, like, I, some, uh, sources that I use, like to use marketwatch.com. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. if you have a stock app, you can kind of follow the companies uh, that you're already spending money with. Like if you have, I don't know, Sprint, you can go ahead and look up the stock, mm-hmm. go on MarketWatch, you can kind of see the different, there's a lot of different things, but you can, I, what I usually like to look at is how old is the company, how old is the fund, because it'll show me how stable they are. If I can say that, I also want to see how well they do in different areas. Mm-hmm. So is it tax sufficient? Um, does it get a lot of returns? The money that I put in, uh, does it preserve that? And of course, you want to take a look at the rates. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing people are afraid of is, you know, oh, what if the market crashes? Like just like a few months ago, the market didn't crash, but it dropped. Yeah. It dropped. But if you were to look at the news today, all the um, losses uh, were already made up. Mm -hmm. So any loss you had a couple months ago, uh, the market already came back up. So it's as if you didn't lose any money. You probably actually earned some money by just leaving your money in your investment.
1: Big, big time, yeah, absolutely. So big tips here. If you guys were to start investing, number one, make sure that that person is licensed on broker check, right? Number two was, what was it?
0: Number two, um, different sources. See? Yeah, different so, sources. Yeah, so when you do your research, uh, just use things that you're already using. So on your phone, people already have stock app. You already have different companies. Like if you have Sprintline, mm-hmm. go ahead and follow Sprint. If you like Starbucks, if you spend a lot of money at Starbucks, go ahead and look at the Starbucks stock. And then go ahead and you can use uh, marketwatch.com to cross-reference.
1: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So um, when I look at now the cash flow quadrant, E-S-B-I, right? And I look at E-S as one side and B-I as another side, I notice that with regards to paying more taxes, Right. The ES side pays more taxes mm-hmm. when it comes to working longer hours. The ES side also works longer hours, right? Um, But when it comes to paying taxes and working less hours and making more money, the BI side is what wins, mm-hmm. right? And so I guess um, tip of the day is... Uh, make sure that you play the cards in your favor and you make sure that you are either a business owner or an investor and you're not just an employee, you're not just self-employed, right? You've
0: Um, just listened to Tycoon Tactics with E.T. the 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 Trainer trainer and and Olivia Muamua. Muamua. Stay plugged in by finding us on iTunes or Spotify under Tycoon Tactics or follow us on social media at The Tycoons.